Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Monday, February 5th. It's five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Donald Trump said he would impose heavy tariffs on China if he was elected. He said he would also introduce tariffs on more than 60% of Chinese goods. He said he doesn't want to start another trade war. However, China has really taken advantage of our country. Okay, so th- this is the question that America has to decide, and I think the, the answer is we're the answer to this question is we are too beholden to cheap stuff. But you either have to get tough with China or just accept they're going to be intellectual property thieves, human rights abusers, and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff that you can throw in there because China, it, it, there is no working with them because. They're invested in doing these things. We have tried for what Nixon went there. What was it? 72. Is it 72? Nixon went and Nixon went and tried to open up officially open up relations Mm -hmm. with China. So you're 50 plus years on now. And this stuff is still happening. China is they're not good guys. They're, they hate America. They're totally invested in seeing the decline of America. And they're going to keep doing the stuff. So you have to either go all in or go all out. And, and the right thing to do is clearly create a climate, which Trump tried to do in his first presidency with taxes, et cetera, where <clears throat> Americans, American, American companies are incentivized to do business in America. But then every time we do that, you get the Democrats, oh, you're helping the wealthiest one person and you're helping mega corporations. No, we're just trying to make the tax code competitive to other countries around the world so people would actually want to do business here. So I'm all in on getting tough on China. I'm willing to pay a little bit more, which you don't even have to do that if we actually just made stuff here. But I'm willing to pay a little bit more if it means getting these people under control. So he said we're losing billions of dollars every year on trade when it comes to China and uh, trade wars are easy to win. Well, that's not true. See, he says these things without any... Then why didn't you win it in the four years you were president? If they're, These are the things, Casey, that make me angry because, no, they're not easy to win. And they are difficult and they are painful. And they oftentimes will result in people having to pay more or maybe not have as many things as they once had. Short-term pain, long-term gain. But don't act like, oh, yeah, this will be... You know, over, no, it won't. China's a mega power and it will be very difficult. Well, regardless of who is in the White House, there's going to be a lot of messes to clean up. You still have the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. And something that happened Friday when we left and were off the air were the airstrikes on those Iranian militants in Iraq and Syria. Those began Friday. It was U.S. and British forces that carried out that round of airstrikes. And the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, said that they're not ruling out the possibility of striking in Iran in the near future, then that the U.S. will continue its military action in Iraq and Syria in response to those deadly attacks on the U.S. troops. Do you believe that story? So who? what's that chick's name? He was doing that interview with Bartiroma, Barta uh, Maria Bartiroma. Who? Donald Trump? Yes. Yeah, and Maria Bartiroma. Isn't that her name? Mm-hmm. Romo, Roma, whatever. Uh, Sunday Morning Futures is the show. uh, I've never understood why she's a thing, but she is a very big deal, and lots of people go on her her programs. Um, Anyway, he made the claim that 
Iran, mm-hmm. when they were bombing in Iraq, mm-hmm. went to him and told him when they were going to bomb and where they were going to bomb, and they deliberately missed their targets because they didn't want to piss him off. Do you believe that for a second? He said it was, well, you know what, we actually have the clip. Here it is. I had Iran in check. Do you know, we hit them very hard for something that they did, and they had to hit back. They feel they have to do that, and I understand that. Do you know they called me to tell me we're going to hit a certain location, but we're not going to hit it. It's going to be outside of the perimeter. Who called you? Iran called me. Iran called me, called for me. And they let us know, and we had 16 missiles went off. I believe it was 16. Uh, Six or seven failed in the air. When was this? This was prior to the attack on a fort that we had where they hit back. Do you remember when they sent 18 missiles or 16 missiles? Five failed. They let us know, don't move. We're going to have to hit you back. Psychologically, we have to do that because we hit them on something. You remember. They, They sent 16 or 18 missiles. And we knew they weren't going to hit inside the fort. And the media was going, and now I reveal it, the media was going wild because they say it's strange. They're very accurate missiles. How come they all missed? Nobody was killed, if you remember. With all of those missiles, nobody was killed. Now, they had to do it because they have people and they have to show strength. So they aimed the missiles, but they said, please don't attack us. We're not going to hit you. That was respect. Mm. Deep. You're the voice of reason on this show, Casey. I'll put it. Do you believe that? Oh, well, I'm Ar- sure. Iran called him. Like, who in Iran? It was Iran. It well, was but Ar- who called? Iran. It, when? You remember. Does the phone just say Iran, like the caller ID? Like it's a bat Does phone? it just say Iran? Do you believe this? I I, I don't know. It's okay I mean, to say no. I, I, I don't know, because he seems like he, he does have communication with certain people. Like, I, I feel like he probably talked to Putin. Whereas Biden, I'm not sure if Biden ever talks to Putin. You got to pick one, Casey, yes or no. Do you believe this story actually happened? I don't know if it happened in the timetable he's saying it happened in. Okay. Um, I'm saying at one point he had a conversation. I don't know if it was recent. I I saw somebody post this. This was about a week ago, and it's absolutely true that, um, and this person is not a Donald Trump fan. They did not vote for Donald Trump. They didn't vote for Biden either, but they're just, they're not in any way a supporter of Donald Trump. But they said, even though I have all these things I dislike about this guy, mm-hmm. he is the most entertaining person on the planet. <laughs> and it absolutely is. Like you're yeah. sitting there listening to that going, he's so full of it. But that the way he tells these stories mm-hmm. is so entertaining. And he just says it with such conviction that you're like, how can I do anything but just smile and chuckle about that? Well, and even the way she said, okay. Like, she didn't believe it. Like, like you think the Ayatollah. Because here's how it works in Iran. Newsflash, Casey, Iran is not the United States. Like, if you go against, if you're a backdoor channel person, they 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 don't just, like, lecture you like they would here. Or maybe you get kicked out of the cabinet. You lose some limbs over there. So you think, what, somebody went around the Ayatollah and was calling the White House because well, I don't think anybody thinks the Ayatollah was calling up going, hey, man, we're going to throw some some bombs here and uh, we're going to miss you on purpose. But I, I just got to look tough to the world. I don't think that's how it works over there, Casey. But he said it with such conviction that I don't even really care. Like he just he said it with such conviction and it is so damn funny mm-hmm. that I'm going to give him a pass on it. OK, so another thing that he said during this interview with uh, Maria on the Sunday Morning Futures, they were talking about Gavin Newsom and she's she's actually asking him about how he would feel about if Gavin Newsom were the Democrat nominee and, well, he said he's full of it. 
Now you've said you don't even think that's who you're going to face off in November. Is I don't he going to be so. the nominee? Uh, personally, I don't think so. With all who that I'm it? saying, I don't Democrats think. I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. Well, I, Gavin I watch Newsom's it. right out of central casting. How, about well, Gavin? Is, How are you going to do up against Gavin I, Newsom? I'll tell you what, uh, because he's he's so much. He wants to say how wonderful it, it's doing horribly. His state California. is doing horribly. You look at the homeless problem. You look at the people that are leaving. You have companies that are leaving. They're all leaving for other locations. I think Gavin's easy because California is a disaster. He has been a horrible governor. But I'm just wondering if they were on a stage together, would Trump call him out? He probably would. Oh, of I course mean, he, he would. Called him, he called out Hillary and Biden and everybody else. So... Uh, the guy, I share your belief that I don't see how Joe Biden and the, this new poll out that's just horrible for mm-hmm. Biden with Trump with that very sizable lead. I'm not sure. And that was NBC that did that poll, by the way. Um, so you, you're you not going to say, oh, they're totally in the tank for Trump. I don't see how Biden can be the nominee. But I do wonder if at a certain point, and we talked about this to kind of start the show, at a certain point, does the public just say it's bigger than just the guy? Mm-hmm. Does the public at large say it is the Democrat rule of the country? Because there's not anything that Michelle Obama or Gavin Newsom or Kamala or anybody else is going to offer that's going to offer a vision that will fix the things that are going on. Michelle Obama is not going to come out and say, yeah, we should totally shut down the southern border. Michelle Obama is not going to come out and say we should totally stop spending money. Michelle Obama is not going to come out and be for energy independence and drilling. And people are catching on that this is why we're in the position that we are in. So at some point, does the problem become bigger, even though it was it was exacerbated by the guy in office? Does the problem become bigger than the guy himself and whoever would inherit a la when Lyndon Johnson stepped aside in 1968? He was not ultimately the Democrat nominee for president. However, he was held, the person who ran in his place, who received the nomination, was held accountable, and it was a landslide victory for Nixon. Well, I think, um, did you hear about the, the rapper, the guy, uh, Killer Mike, I think his name was? He, he won a Grammy. Yes. He won, he won three Grammys, and then right afterwards, he was arrested he for something. He got arrested. The night before, he was on with Bill Maher, and yeah. they were talking about politics, and Bill Maher was trying to get him to endorse Joe Biden, and he wouldn't do it. And he said something that I thought was really interesting. He said, you have to look at the policy, not the person, and what you need to do is close your eyes when they're talking. And listen to what they're saying. Well, the black, and the, then decide who you're going to vote for. The black vote is going to be very interesting this time through because you have seen this in many, many black celebrities who, even if they're not endorsing Trump, they're outwardly hostile to Joe Biden because Joe Biden is a racist. And Joe Biden has been super racist for a very long time. His policies have done nothing to help black people. The Democrat policies of the past 50 years have done nothing to help black people. They have held black people down. They have made them victims. And they have forced these people to try to believe that you are helpless of your own life's outcome unless sweet daddy Democrat government is there to help you. I mean, the policies of the Democrat Party are racist. Now, do I think Trump's going to win the black vote? No. But if he gets 30 percent... That's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. I mean, he got 20 plus percent the last time in 2020. 
think about what a difference that's going to make in a lot of these major metropolitan areas, swing states, et cetera. That's a, that's a potential game changer. It is 60 minutes after 11. It's Kendall hey, and Casey on 93 WIBC. When we come back, can we talk about just how stupid Jim Banks looks? <laughs> can we just talk about how wrong Jim Banks was and how stupid he looks right now? Okay, we can, but you have been tasked by oh, your right. boss okay, to do yeah, something. Wait, wait, wait. You're right, right, right. I totally, boy, that's ironic. I went into that. Okay, let's do this. We, we have to talk about Nikki Haley. Jim Banks and the latest from Chuck Schumer. We're going to do that at eleven thirty. Eleven thirty. Okay. So when we come. Okay. Next. All right. Yes. All right. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Casey. I just I was mm-hmm. I'm so enraged at how stupid Jim Banks is that I it got the better of me. When we come back, we're going to yeah. start a new segment. Yeah. Where uh, my bosses have required me. For one segment a week, mm-hmm. oh, a week, a day. No, uh-huh. screw a week. I, I lobbied for a week. They said, you must do this. One segment a day. Uh-huh. I have to find something good going on in the world to talk you do, about. And it. you're not allowed to be negative, and we get to zap you, oh, that's if, right. you if you go negative. That's right. Boy, that's good. So, I, so, I, so, this could hey, be a real, real workout for you. Jim Banks, you're going to get yours at 1130. In the meantime, <laughs> i got to be nice to people. All right. It's coming up. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Tired of hearing Rob talk about all the bad news? Time to find your happy place. Turn that frown upside down. It's time for Rainbows with Rob. (laughs) Puppies, sunshine, and warm hugs with Rob. That's great. Uh, I had actually, I knew they'd put that intro together, and I'd actually not listened to it deliberately until just then, so that's wonderful. All right, so our bosses, I don't know how high up this went, but we'll just say bosses, plural, came to (laughs) us, me, Mm-hmm. And they were like, you are phenomenal at pointing out everything that sucks in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, we have never seen a guy <laughs> be a able skill. to articulate yeah. how just all the things that are going on that are bad with the government, et cetera. However, mm-hmm. you do struggle mightily to find, <laughs> find good stuff. So we're going to challenge you yeah. uh, by force mm-hmm. to one segment a show, and you've decided it's going to be this segment mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. 1120, yep. to find, and I have to find this, because you do all the work, yep. um, but I have to find one or two stories each day, yeah. send them to you, mm-hmm. and discuss something positive that i have seen <laughs> you can't even say the word positive without positive <laughs> um, uh well let's face it casey this is really this segment is not fair to me because i am a bulldog by trade this is what i do i am a i'm a brawler and a street fighter they are definitely putting you out of your comfort zone and so there are rules with this right mm-hmm. like, what are the what are the rules of this the, the, the rules are that you have to come up with the topic yeah you have to be positive you you can't turn negative, and if you do, we have the authority to zap you. Kevin, can we can we hear what the zap sounds like? <laughs> That's what happens to you if you turn negative in your happy moment. Matt Hiblin, our one of our bosses, called me on Friday and was like, he, he they were laying out all these edicts on this, and finally he just called me and was like, man, I just 
I feel really bad that like, <laughs> we were just really telling you how this is going to be. We want you to incorporate your own little mm -hmm. touch. And I was like, I think you guys have already incorporated the touch <laughs> on it. And I will begrudgingly play along with mm -hmm. whatever you'd like me to do. And I have found stories today, Casey. You have. That are you really, have. really feel good. And the number one story to me, mm -hmm. and I struggled with this, Casey. <laughs> I was, sure you did. Because all the websites I go to are nothing but negative. So this, I had to find new places to go. Um, and boy, did I search and search and search. But they are bringing back, McDonald's is bringing mm -hmm. back the Shamrock Shake. Yeah, start today that minty flavored drink will be available now and i thought this was interesting because i began thinking and mcdonald's really does this probably better than any of the fast food places mm -hmm. where they will bring things back for a, a select period of time usually the same time each year and it is fascinating to me the joy yeah that having something for a select period of time mm -hmm. Well, otherwise, it might not be that big a deal, but McDonald's has mastered the art of if we just give it to people for a very brief period of time, they will consume this thing like it, and it will bring happiness and joy, and it will become conversation pieces around the water cooler mm -hmm. like it's going out of style. Yes, it's very popular. So this is a uh, vanilla soft serve shake. It's blended with that mint syrup, and it's labored, uh, uh, layered with whipped topping and crushed Oreos on top. And because this segment does depend depend on me being nothing but positive. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to use words like mind manipulation or mass hypnosis. Yep, do uh, it. I didn't yeah. use the words! <laughs> I literally said I'm not going to use the words. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And I said I'm not going to use those That's words. That's a passive-aggressive no, way of I'm doing saying, it. No, I'm saying I think it's wonderful how... <laughs> <laughs> this makes people that they can get a mm -hmm. they can get a green milkshake. How do, does it say how long this thing runs for? Are you saying that you don't understand why people like the shamrock shake? No, no I think it's a fascinating study mm -hmm. into psychology of how if you can make if you just give somebody something mm -hmm. for a very brief period of time. They feel the need right. to get it, yes. That's it, what I can't see. You have to unshock me because I literally said I'm not going to use words like are you, mind manipulation are you and mass hypnosis. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to last until March 17th. So get your shamrock shake now while supplies last. When does it, how long does it run till? March 17th. That's St. Patrick's Day, right? Correct. Okay, very good. So yeah. yes, I think it's phenomenal that <laughs> people will get great joy out of this green milkshake. How about that for a start to our segment? That was fantastic. Do you want to talk about Pizza King? Are you going to shock me again for following the rules? That depends on you, Rob Kendall. So I saw this, and, and, and I don't, I'm not happy this person passed away, but they, yeah. they announced the guy who founded Pizza King yeah. uh, in Indiana, of all mm -hmm. places, mm -hmm. uh, passed away. He was a very high number in terms of... 99. 99, yes. Yeah. And he had... Um, since moved on many, many years after he sold the name Pizza King, he moved to Florida and he started actually a Pizza King there and he had lived, you know, his life as a, a successful businessman down there. But it got me thinking about how much joy. So this dude just in Lafayette mm -hmm. started a pizza the pizza restaurant. He called it Pizza King and it, you know, obviously took off and then he had others and sold those. And But think about the joy that Pizza King mm -hmm. has brought little children <laughs> over the years. I, I, do, do the Pizza King still have the trains? Is that still a thing? Oh, gosh. It's been a while since I've been in one. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah, there's Have you one, been to a Pizza King recently? Um, and probably within the last year, there's one on uh, Southport and Bluff that has the uh, train. It still has the train. Now, I wonder, in the cell phone era, because it's been many years since I've been to a Pizza King, used to be a big deal is you put the quarter in and you could play the video game or watch yeah. the TV. Do they still have those? Yeah, they, I, 
I think they had PlayStations there. Yeah, I was going to say they would have had to have upgraded because yeah, obviously yeah, everyone has sure. a cellular telephone and can watch whatever they want to watch. But yes, as a small child, it's like my rosebud. Think mm-hmm. of the joy Pizza King brought me. You're going to shock me for that? Nope. Talking about how joyful my... Mm-mm. That's very positive. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And so this guy, you know, kind of this obscure guy who probably lived next to, like, you know, just random people and many people later in life may have not known who he was. But all the joy that this guy brought so many children of a certain age and time over the years. And what a life that he lived. I mean, he was a World War II veteran. He was a gunner. He flew on 30 missions. He also was in a traveling day. Dance band. What was he, his name? His name is Wendell Schwartz. Wendell Schwartz. And he would sing on a daytime TV show, made many appearances on the Arthur Godfrey show. So, yeah, not only did he make people happy, it sounds like he himself lived a pretty interesting life and was probably pretty happy, too. All right. Thank goodness. Was this, that exhausting? This segment is over, and I just am so excited to do it tomorrow. Can we talk about how stupid Jim Banks is? Oh, wait a minute. No, we're out of the segment. Okay. The segment's over. We got to tease the next segment and Jim Banks is lying to everyone. He lied. (laughs) It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 1135. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Nikki Haley made a cameo on Saturday Night Live. It was a cold open and this is how it went. Are you doing okay, Donald? You might need a mental competency test. You know what I did? I took the test and I aced it. Okay, perfect score. They said I'm 100% mental and, you know, I'm competent because I'm a man. That's why a woman should never run our economy. Women are terrible with money. In fact, a woman I know recently asked me for $83.3 million. And you spent $50 million in your own legal fees. Do you need to borrow some money? Oh, Nikki, don't do this, Nikki. <laughs> Nikki, Kiki, Tommy. Nikki, don't lose that number. Nikki Haley, Joel Osment. Nikki Haley, Joel Osment, we call her. Six cents, remember that one? I see dead people. Yeah, that's what voters will say if they see you and Joe on the ballot. Oh, that, yeah, that's not very nice, Nikki. It's not nice. And I'm always very nice to you, except when I'm implying you weren't born in this country. <laughs> Even though you're from South Carolina, and now I'm going to beat you in your state. Okay, so Nikki Haley. Um, Two things. Remember when Saturday Night Live used to be funny, mm. and they used to do politics really well and attack both sides equally, and it was really funny. That's no longer a thing. And she's totally just in it for fame at this point. She has no chance to win, and she's just doing these things because she's trying to land a job or something somewhere. And, I mean, it's just – it's whatever. Yeah, I mean, it it did seem like a pretty desperate attempt on her part. But she is qualified to run for president of the United States, and that's her right to run as long as she wants to run, as it's anybody's right to run as long as they want to run, and we can make fun of her and do that, and we should. But here's what's going on in Indiana, Casey, Mm -hmm. and it is this is actually a big story, because it's bigger than Nikki Haley or or, uh, John Rust or the Republicans. Jim Banks and the Republican apparatus is obsessed. Like, they have this bizarre... It's a fetish at this point with trying to keep people from running for public office. And, of course, they tried to do it with John Rust. He won in court. He's going to be with us tomorrow to talk about about Diego declaring Banks the winner, the guy who's supposed to count the votes or in charge of counting the votes, declared the other guy the winner already. Mm -hmm. So how do you get a fair election with that? But now they're doing it to Nikki Haley. And so if you're not familiar with what we're talking about is Nikki Haley 
had turned in her signatures, which that signature law hopefully is the next one to go because that is also gross and ridiculous that you got to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to qualify to run for public office in the state. But she turned in her signatures and Trump sent out this mm-hmm. bizarre message last week that she didn't get this. Here, I'll just read the thing. It says Nikki Haley is yeah. not on the ballot in Indiana because she didn't get enough petition signatures. She missed the deadline. If she's not on Indiana, she's not a serious candidate. Um, you can't miss Indiana and say you're running for president, said future senator of Indiana, Jim Banks. Okay, well, how would Trump have even known that, number one, because the the way that works is you get the signatures turned in to the county, the counties, the counties then verify the signatures, and then the secretary of state accepts, which is why it's weird that Diego is endorsing and supporting people, Mm -hmm. because he's a major player in this, and Diego has endorsed Trump. Now, at least he didn't do it from his office this time, like he did from Jim Banks, so legally, I don't know, he might be in the clear on that, but it's still ridiculous that the umpire is picking the winners and losers of the game and declaring winners and losers of the game you'd never stand for that in the nba or nfl or major league baseball but diego's doing it everybody's like oh okay well whatever the point of all this is as of the weekend nikki haley in marion county which is where trump was by the way trump got the order wrong trump this week tweeted or over the weekend tweeted truth whatever something out about how it goes nevada and then indiana and then south carolina so somebody may have Mm -hmm. told i mean trump doesn't even know when the primaries are it appears right because he was so wrong on that yeah he said that she was about to lose nevada and indiana and then south carolina her home state yeah which is that's not even we're the last we're one of the last people to go so he looked like a total idiot on that but all of that aside you've got Jim Banks and these Republicans cheerleading for people not to be able to run for public office. And then they, because Jim Banks retweeted that. Oh, here's what he, here's what he said. Donald J. Trump is the only candidate who qualified for the Indiana GOP presidential primary. Nikki Haley didn't get enough signatures. It's over. She needs to do what's best for America and call it quits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana's Trump country, and I'm proud to have his endorsement, blah, blah, blah. Well, as of this weekend, she did have the she signature. had 502 verified signatures. Now, could those signatures be challenged? Yes. And if you don't get 500, unless you're Todd Young, you're not on the ballot. Now, if you're Todd Young, you don't have to get 500. But these it is just it blows my mind that you have a, a congressman. He's a sitting congressman who is cheerleading for someone not to even be able to run for public office. We're not even talking about him going, hey, Donald Trump has so many better ideas than Nikki Haley, and he'd be so much better than her. Just like with John Rust, these people are cheerleading to not even have competition. And that is, like, every person needs to wake up and realize they don't want you running. Mm -hmm. They don't want anybody running. They don't even want to be challenged it, and it is it just blows my mind that people are just like whistling past the you know the graveyard here as they're literally trying to just throw people off the ballot so they don't have any competition well they're celebrating the win when the game's not even over yet okay so let's be clear right how would he know casey right. unless the fix is in because she had mm-hmm. 502 signatures in southern con- congressional district which is marion county and unless Jim Banks has been endorsed by Diego, who controls the whole process, how would Jim Banks know whether Nikki Haley's going to be on the ballot or not because she had enough signatures as of this weekend? So either he knows what the outcome's going to be or he's an idiot. So Nikki Haley has enough signatures in Indiana to be in the primary. Uh, as of this weekend. As of this weekend. John Rust got enough signatures to be on the ballot in the primary. For senator. He said he's going to turn in 17,000 today. He'll be with us tomorrow. 
And, 17,000, Casey. Okay, and, and Curtis Hill, running for governor in the state of Indiana, also turned in his it, signatures. It did. My question with Banks is, how would you know, Jim, because okay. she has the signatures as of this weekend. Mm-hmm. So how did Jim Banks, who has been endorsed by Diego Morales, who also endorsed Donald Trump, unless you know something everybody else doesn't know, how would you know what the outcome is going to be? So are you ready to apologize and say, I don't know, and I was wrong, and as of right now, she's turned in the signatures? Or are you willing to admit, I know something that everybody else doesn't know? No, he's not going to admit that. Right, exactly. No way he's not going to admit that. Well, Okay, that'll be really interesting to talk to John Russ tomorrow. And you said that he's turning in his signatures today. That's what he said. That's what he says. I hope he does because I would really like to start asking him questions about policy and not just lawsuits and if he can or can't run. Yeah, and, and so again, just take the name of the famous people or the rich people out of the equation. Put your name in there. And that's how they would treat you. They don't want you running. They don't want to be challenged. They don't want competition. They want a total monopoly on the entire process. Okay, so there wasn't any football this past weekend, but this coming weekend, there's a big game, and the NFL teams have been told not to bet on it. And we'll talk about that coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I got my heart right down on Bond Street. I'm older, but don't on me in a blank. We'll find a slowly. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey show. Rob, did you survive the weekend without any football? Oh my goodness, Casey, it was so dramatic. Now I did, I did, uh, the weather was fabulous, so Mm -hmm. I did work my second job out at the golf course, Mm -hmm. and there was all sorts of college basketball on, so I both made and lost a bunch of money on college basketball over the weekend. Okay, well you only have to wait a few more days, and then you've got, of course, the big game. Uh, The teams arriving in Las Vegas, and Roger Goodell, the commissioner, sent out a memo to the league personnel reminding them they're not allowed to gamble on sports during Super Bowl week (laughs) in Las Vegas. So imagine this. Even if you're you're not in the front office, you're you're just, um, you know, the water boy, and you go out to Vegas with the team, they're not allowed to gamble. Well, we talked about this last week where, you know, what's fascinating is for years and years and years, it was like, hey, Vegas has this monopoly on sports betting. Mm -hmm. And so while that is a multi, you know, billion dollar industry for Vegas, the trade-off to this is pro sports has said, hey, look, we're not touching you. You're not going to have pro sports teams. It's too, you know, it makes the potential for fraud, you know, point shaving, game throwing, whatever, too readily available. But in the modern era where, hey, everybody has, you know, in states where it's legal. On their phone. On their phone. Yeah. Now, Vegas is just kind of another place. Now, obviously, it is gaming-centric, and and gambling is the driving part of the, the economy, but it is interesting because they have a hockey team. Mm-hmm. They have a football team. They're about to have a baseball team. The big rumor is the next time there's either an NBA expansion or a move, it will be to Vegas. And so, basically, Vegas is just like Indiana now. Well, it is supposed to be what the most bet on game in history. Yeah. Three hundred billion dollars plus will be bet on this football game. You know, I saw something though, and this is fascinating. The average and I can't remember where I saw this, but the average sports bet is only four dollars. 
Really? Yes, I saw that somewhere, and this was a couple weeks ago, and that really blew my mind that the average sports bet is $4. Okay, but how many bets are you making? $4 here, $4 there, right. four, you know, here, multiple $4 bets will add up. Here's the here's the difference, though, and we have talked about over the years, uh, if you are someone like me who has an addictive personality, you're not going to beat every uh, addiction, right? right? Like, you're not mm-hmm. going to cold turkey every addiction. You got to really try to put guardrails around your addictions, and mm-hmm. so I have been pretty good at that whether it's you know obviously drinking or it's gambling or whatever and so for me the gambling part of it's been if i'm gonna do it i'm not gonna do anything that's gonna risk anything financially and so mine are as we joke about all the time two dollars here and two dollars there you know over the weekend you could do 10 bets potentially not saying i did 10 bets not saying (laughs) it was close to 10 bets but if at two dollars at two hours of basketball game Mm -hmm. that's 20 hours of entertainment and let's say you lost two more than you won well that's 20 hours of entertainment Mm -hmm. for four dollars where else are you gonna get 20 20 hours but you got to really set parameters yep you got to really like you know get a set amount of money when it's gone it's gone however long you make it work is how long you make it work for things like that it you know, you don't want to be, uh, hey, I'm putting now I'm putting, you know, two hundred dollars a game and I'm down a thousand dollars and I'm withdrawing my for my 401k. You got to really be careful with all of this. Well, and that's the thing. What is a small bet to you at two dollars to a multimillionaire sports person? Sure. That could be two hundred dollars sure. or two thousand dollars. And that money adds up. Of course, the league sent out a memo reminding the personnel they're not allowed to bet on any NFL game or any other sport. They're not allowed to go into the sports books and and even for the NFL players, they can't even go do do table games or slots or anything while they're in Vegas. Yeah, and this is the risk of running a, having a Super Bowl there. In now, Vegas. Right, and obviously, as we found out here in Indianapolis, pretty much the deal is to encourage cities to support stadiums, et cetera. If you get, if your team gets an NFL stadium, a new stadium, you will get a Super Bowl. That's kind of part of the, mm-hmm. the, the deal. And a lot of times, cities that really shouldn't probably have Super Bowls get them as the trade-off of having the stadium, and that's why places like Indianapolis don't get them as often as they should, even though we clearly... Isn't it amazing that we are 12 years on and Indianapolis is still considered the best-run Super Bowl ever? Well, you know what, and I was just thinking about this uh, last night, how the iconic Prince halftime show yeah. with, uh, you know... Was that was in played, Miami. It was in Miami, but it was played during the Colts-Bears mm-hmm. game. Um, so, what do you think? That we're going to get a game anytime soon? No, I, I think it'd be... Now, we put in a couple of years ago, because Larry Bird drove the, the race car to the NFL office to drop it off, and they always do that with the big, you know, celebrity presentation thing. I, I just think it's so economically driven and incentivizing it's not ncaa comes back here every four years one because the headquarters is here Mm -hmm. but it's also they are dependent upon hey this needs to be a well-run dealio the super bowl it's one game it's one event it's one thing and it's so economically driven in terms of wanting to incentivize teams to get stadiums weather is a huge issue obviously when it was in indianapolis we got incredible weather Mm -hmm. that year when it was here but it also could be you know, minus 10 in February and and snowing. So I just think they're always going to lean towards 
cold or rather warm, warm weather. weather climates and away from cold weather climates. I think we will get one again, but I just I think it's going to be a while. I wonder how much uh, Jim Irsay's health plays into that. Well, that's as a great well. that's a great point too. Is you know who knows what the future of the ownership of the the Colts is. And he's sort of the senior, along with Jerry Jones and mm-hmm. Robert Kraft, kind of the senior statesman now in the NFL. So if he goes, I mean, and I'm not saying pass away, but I'm saying if he were to hand off the day-to-day operations, et cetera, who, who knows? But uh, yes, so you do run a risk to bring this full circle. If you're going to have it in Vegas, you got all these temptations for these guys. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and who have big paychecks. Right. And it always seems like it's never the main guy. It's always... This was the second string wide receiver, or <laughs> this was the backup snapper, mm-hmm. and, and who they ultimately kind of get in trouble or whatever. But. Well, and it would also be very tempting for them, even if they're not playing in the game, they're not starting, they're just a minor role, they still have all of the inside information yeah. about what's going on with the players. And that would be really tempting, if not to give that information for yourself but maybe for some friends or yeah. some family members. What are you doing for the are we are we what's the rule on saying the name of the game? Super Bowl? We can say that, right? Cuz yeah. we're covering it in a news capacity. Sure. It's yeah. just if you're if you're advertising something, is that right? Correct. We can't make a promotion about but it. But we can say because we're talking about the game itself, the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? I know, there's so many rules and you would you, think you, you have would, to be very careful about articles that you write about it as well. Well, you would think the NFL would want the name Super Bowl out there as much as they possibly can have it out there, but they're very particular yeah. on what what will be out there. But since it is that we're covering it in, in a news news capacity, we can say the word Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you doing for the Super Bowl? Well, I'm going to be probably like most Americans and uh, j- watch it at home. But did you know that 17% say they watch less than 20 minutes of the actual game? That makes sense. Yeah. I believe that. Most of the time is spent uh, visiting with friends and eating snacks, uh-huh. watching the halftime show. 55% watch the halftime show. 45% go for the commercials. 40% for the drinks. Yeah, that makes sense. And the game. And that's why you're there, for the drinks. 20, 20 minutes of actual game time is what most people watch yeah. of the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. Yep. All right. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. Tony Katz is up next. This is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.